Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Dear friends, we are so sorry about the ads. They are a nightmare in every way. But with your donations, we can get rid of ads someday. Beautiful, Kevin. Mm, thanks, Rob. Bach and Harnick are smiling <laughs> so your big hearts right out. now. <laughs> Friends, yes, we are back with a new plea. Much like those adorable puppets from Avenue Q, we are asking for you to give us your money. <laughs> for those of you who have headed over to Patreon to throw a little money our way, we thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts. Your contributions are the only budget we have for this show, and it provided us a new soundboard and better studio space, so a thank you. Thank you. And as you know, nothing is more fulfilling than talking to the legends of Broadway and hearing them share their thoughts, wisdom, and talents with all of us. However, it does cost money. And if you want to help us keep the show going, please head over to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Search for Behind the Curtain, and you can give as little as a dollar a month. And trust me, that dollar will help us more than you will ever know. Plus, for certain monetary donations, you will get to pick your favorite thing and have advanced knowledge of our future guests so you can ask the legends your own questions. Or you can simply leave canned goods and an original cast recording of How Now Dow Jones outside our doors if you don't want to contribute on Patreon.com. Truth. So once again, please head over to Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com to help us out. Thanks. Thank you. Hi, I'm Robbie Rosell, and welcome to Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. And I know what you're thinking. Why? (laughs) Why? Why am I talking when you're used to two very other familiar voices? And that's because this is a very special episode. (laughs) This is the 100th episode of Behind the Curtain, Broadway's Living Legends. And it's very exciting that they asked several other people who couldn't make it. (laughs) Steve Sondheim sends regrets. He actually does. Uh, (laughs) Dodie Goodman's dead. (laughs) And so... They got me, Broadway's favorite, yes, and. So I am thrilled to turn the tables on the co-hosts of Behind the Curtain and interview the superheroes behind the podcast. So please help me welcome Rob Schneider and Kevin David Thomas. Oh, what an intro. This is wild. This is so weird to be on the other side of it. It is. It is. Dodie Goodman is dead. We couldn't get her. But I liked how Robbie said it was a very special episode, like one of those NBC 80s things where like... (laughs) I want the music to play. Like, every facts of life. No, all the episodes... If it was a serious episode, there was no music. It always ended in silence. Oh, 
That's a lot like Oprah. <laughs> just always. That's how. It's how actually a lot of our interviews end just in silence with people staring at each other. So, guys, welcome to my apartment. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thanks, welcome to Robbie. my archive. And uh, it is an archive. It's beautiful. We're looking around, and there is theater books everywhere. There's DVDs. There's everywhere. The eyes of Judy Garland. It's it is it's. It's Very clean. tastefully it's done, I th- must say. Thank you so much. Um, and it's just mostly yeah. Len. Let's uh. be real. <laughs> I'm the artist, and he's the tidy one. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm the tidy the one. Couple. Dun, dun. Uh, and literally over your head, yeah. Steve Sondheim is there three ways. So. And this poster, there's a poster <laughs> board of uh, the uh, Sondheim concert from 1973. The and Scrabble one. The Scrabble one mm-hmm. with the Scrabble. Co- and this poster board. Hung outside the Schubert. Yeah, that kills me. And so I found the LP and also the playbill of that night uh, and framed them both yeah. to surround it. We'll take a picture. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah definitely. Just for our own records, if nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> but also make sure you keep the holly in there that's tastefully decorated Aww. for the holiday. And this is a very, uh, this is a holiday, your 100th episode. I what a great segue. Yes. I can't believe <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. I do that yeah. for not a living. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah, and we're actually at, well, we're, we've had a hundred Monday episodes and a hundred Thursday so episodes. So this really is like our 200th. It's really our 200th. Which it's, is, you just call me old? No, 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 no. But like any good gay in Hell's Kitchen, I'm going to divide it in half. And Legally say, dead. <laughs> I'm just... Well, no, te- te- technically I am 100 episodes. Technically. Mm-hmm. I was born in a leap year. <laughs> <laughs> like Frederick and the Pirates of Pendant. <laughs> yes. Serving that with a side of vocal fry. Like bear burger. Mm. Good. So uh, let's jump right in. Like any good superhero, there's an origin story. Mm-hmm. And you guys are probably superheroes to me. Oh. oh. All right. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, let's go back. Don't uh, Superman. <laughs> <laughs> let's go back to the to to the beginning. Uh, Rob, tell me about tell me about you. Where you come from to this point? Like how? Oh, great! Very quickly, I must say it feels like couples counseling because Kevin and I, Kevin and I are sitting couch. on a couch and Robbie's in a chair looking at us, <laughs> and Rob and I keep looking at each other like, <laughs> like and "What's touching. going on? This is it's, crazy." We're very emotional. We're touchy. Um, <laughs> How did I get to New York? Well, sure. So Jet you, Blue, your <laughs> frequent flyer. Well, they have good snacks. They have amazing <laughs> snacks. I literally get on every plane and go. But you're originally from California. I'm originally from California. Um, I started out as an actor. Realized very quickly, even though I was brilliant at it. I bet. I'm kidding. I'm being you're Agnes of God. Ugh. The babies in the trash cans. That's um, a callback. That's a way callback. That's a callback. One hundred episodes, guys. Just uh, start just binge <laughs> listening. Let's start 200. with Randy Graf. She's the best, uh, and she's number <laughs> Set one. Up. Number one. Set up. Um, and then uh, I moved out to Pennsylvania to get an MFA in directing for musical theater at Penn State. At Penn State University. Okay. And then Nittany my- Lions. Go Nittany. Yes. Thank you. Oh my God. And I, which I love. Rob is actually uh, is actually to hear that. How I'm like surprised. But Rob's a football fan. <laughs> If it's Penn State. Oh, weird. I love that. I love it. No, no. I said I love the tight end. I think we got confused, Kevin. <laughs> you're right. I'm sorry. My and apologies. That, if you're counting as gay joke number seven. <laughs> I, can, I, can, I can explore other different, you know, minority groups and. if that helps any. <laughs> good. Good. <laughs> um, and so anyway, so I, I, I did. What I liked about the Penn State program was that it was an MFA in directing for musical theater specifically. Mm. And no other university in the world offers that. And my mentor was Susan Shulman. I've heard who, of her. You know, directed. Former little, guest. Former guest. Former great guest, by the way. The way that interview we that were was a good one incredible it's an exceptional interview oh thank you um 
And when I got done at Penn State, they were like, do you want to stick around and teach? I said, yeah, I taught there for about four years. I was the number one rated professor on campus. Really? Little name drop there. I didn't know that. What? I was the homecoming king. I'm Of what? <laughs> so was I. Of the college. Of what? <laughs> of what? <laughs> the homecoming king. Of what? Oh, my God. I'm not touching that That always that reminds one. me of that line in company where, like, Joanne Larry says to Joanne, you want to split? And she goes, of what? And I'm like, what the fuck does that even mean? <laughs> like, I know, like, you're supposed to be smart and, like, get you it. But I'm like, what does this mean? So you were the Carrie White of your college. I was. <laughs> they, dumped, they dumped pig's blood good, on me. Good. And I said, this has gone great with these tater tots. <laughs> and I just stood oh there and let them oh dump it on me. God. Um, and but I was then when I turned 30, I was still teaching there. And I was like, boy, you know, I, I really wanted to be a director. I came to school to be a director. I think it's time for me to follow that path and packed up everything and moved to New York and haven't looked back since. And you're in Harlem now. I'm in Harlem now. Yes. Great. Yes, yes, yes. I love Harlem. Let's move over to Kevin David Thomas. Hey, Kev. Hey, hey, Kevin, hey. you grew up upstate. I grew up upstate near you, Robbie, you sure actually. Did. that's We connected We talked that. about that on my very special episode. Oh, yeah, you are our favorite thing. I think I'm your favorite guest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. First of all, rude. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah. No, I grew up in Elmira, New York. Um, and uh, Home of Pudgy's Pizza. That's amen. What is it? Pudgy's, Pudgy's Pizza. It's the greatest pizza. Really Pudgy's good? Pizza. Oh, I mean, yeah. Okay. The three sure. people that we know who mm-hmm. are listening to this are like, oh, like, Pudgy's. They just sprayed oh, to praise So now. good. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, so I, and of course, you know, did theater there and everything as you could, the one show a year. And then I went to a music school in uh, Ohio called Baldwin Wallace College. Kate Baldwin Wallace. <laughs> Oh, and now it's a university. Oh, uh, <laughs> school of mixing. Uh huh. And I studied uh, acting and musical theater, and then moved to New York. And um, and now I am a mix of an actor and a music director. You were on the Broadway. I was on Broadway, and first I did. I toured for two years in the original. The original lame is it was the the seven hour the fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth year of the third national tour, and we closed it. And then it moved. That was that first revival in two thousand what six. And so I was the first one of the first replacements in that. And then I did that for a year, and then I did a little night music. So what I'm hearing is you close shows. Yeah, basically. Or I get in shows and stay with them until they close. <laughs> I don't leave. After uh, you, they're like, we have nowhere else I was to like, go. It's so good. Literally, I was like the it. only original cast member in Little Night Music. Maybe one or two people, and that was it. <laughs> so how did this grinder hookup turn into uh, a right. podcast realness? I thought it was a coffee app. <laughs> I thought we were going to get coffee. Um Kevin and I both taught at the, oh, still teach. Teach, yeah. But we were teaching at the New York Film Academy, and I think I was sub. They have a musical theater department. They have a musical theater department. Do they teach musical theater directing? Um, they no. do not. Just they Penn State. Not. Just Penn, yeah, just Penn State. The only one in the world. The only one mm-hmm. in the world. We're trained to say that. Susan tells us specifically, you have to say to everyone, honey, it's the only one in the world, so they know it's special. It is. And Every why? time you see her, do you just sing clusters of crocus and walk away? <laughs> I like That's to sing wick to her. In a horrible accent, she goes, honey, you'd never get cast. It's weird, because you don't do any accent work on the no. podcast. So. Susan was the director of Secret Garden. Just sure was. And Little Women. And Little Women, of course, um, yes. And the Merrily We Roll Along. And Merrily at the York, which mm-hmm. is an amazing recording. Yeah. And That Sound of Music. That yes. fun fact was built for Melissa Errico. Yes. You're, um, you're Melissa Errico. Mine. She's really the world's. She- uh, <laughs> Right after uh, one's, uh, One Touch of Venus at Encores, she could really write her own ticket for anything. Mm. And she said, I really want to do Sound of Music. So they started to build a revival for her. And she chose to do High Society instead. So she and Rebecca Luker 
flipped because Rebecca did High Society out of town. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. Mm-hmm. Huh. So there's this, you Fun know what? Fact. Teachable moments here on the 100th episode. <laughs> <laughs> behind the I learn something new every day. Um, so what it was really serendipity. Kevin was subbing an audition class, I think. Is and that I would And I was subbing the class, too. Wow, with, dude, wh- whoever the accompanist was up. and whoever the teacher was didn't yeah. show up. I they couldn't think. be bothered. You can sub sometimes, yeah. Okay. And and the kids were working on a piece, and I was like, you know, oh, you know, it, 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 she was trying to do a. Fu- I forget remember who the girl was. She was like trying to do a funny song, and it wasn't that funny. And I said, you know, the more offbeat you are with stuff, the better off you're going to be. And I'm like, if you looked at he had refinement. Mm. From a tree grows in Brooklyn, I said that'll probably be a good choice. And I, if I'm remembering this correctly, I think Kevin started playing from memory. He had refined, and, and I and I was like, that is one of my favorite, favorite all time favorite scores of, a, of of. Has that been a favorite thing? Yeah, yeah, it, it has. Was. It was yeah. an early one because it's one of my it's it, it's truly yeah. one of my favorite favorite scores. I was listening to it today. Oh, I mean, the, the, you know what? The who girl doesn't with, love a Shirley uh, Booth musical. That's I'm what I'm you. <laughs> is she was she Hazel? Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna try to do. It. I can't. I can't do it. Oh my um, God. Anyway, uh, but the girl was singing Adelaide's Lament, yes. and we were like, you don't. You have to sing something else, maybe in the same style. So what about here? So when Kevin started playing it, I'm like, oh my God, how do you know that? And then we started talking, and I think I felt bad about this. We realized after 20 minutes of us like discussing obscure musicals the class was just sitting there looking at us like an oil painting mm-hmm. and i was like oh well okay so that's how we met mm-hmm. and then i was at the same time uh, i met kevin i was a huge fan and still am a huge fan of gilbert godfrey's amazing colossal yes, that podcast really was a, yes which is this podcast that, is I that keep, your ring of key moment for podcasts that, that was it i was literally there and in walked gilbert godfrey with a ring of keys i have a package um i can't do a good impression of <laughs> that him. was good that was but not that bad was him as the yeah. um it's like he's in the room it's like he's in the gilbert, room come on out looking for work um and one of the things that gilbert godfrey did which was so interesting was he was interviewing older actors that were character actors that had been in the business for 30 or 40 years. One of those, I don't know the name, but I know the face. Sure. And I was like, they have the best stories. And I said, I wish somebody was doing that for Broadway because there are all of these amazing Broadway podcasts out there, but they're all focused. Most of them are focused on current shows and current actors and shows. And I said, well, there really doesn't seem to be one that talks to the people really that are behind the scenes that have been in the business for over 25 or 30 years, I wish there was one, and that became, well, why don't we just do it? If no one else is doing it, why don't we do it? So you tapped Kevin on the shoulder and said, hey, you in? Well, we realized we both yeah. have this similar passion. Pretty I don't, much, yeah. You know, it's so funny. The older I get, the less I share my passion with people because unless they have mm. the same passion, it, it doesn't. it's harder to because you want the person to have an equal or greater value <laughs> when you share something because mm-hmm. then you feel like, oh, I'm in good hands. Mm. They know what I'm talking about. But if someone doesn't know what you're talking about, you kind of feel like I'm just a crazy person who loves musicals. Yeah. And I'm not, but I am. <laughs> and so we realized... And the other thing was, if you remember, you said, well... In the film industry, they the Library of Congress, I think, preserves or someone preserves yeah. the stories of like famous actors. And we were saying we were oh, lamenting yes. that n- nobody preserves the stories of some of these older Broadway legends that could sure. quite possibly, if it was before the dawn of internet, be just lost to the ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we wanted to to preserve it. And we both found a, a similar passion. I think. Go. And one and one of yeah. the things that I I think it was so fascinating for us was that when I was teaching, I found out that a a lot of students felt like they had to copy somebody's career. They had to literally, where was Ben Platt going to school? When did Ben Platt do this? When did Laura Osnes do that? And I was like, you know, there's 90 million ways of achieving success in this career field, but the one you, the way you will not achieve success is copying somebody else's path. 100%. So I thought it would be fun. Well, why don't we expose them to 
all these different types of ways of getting into the industry. Um, like, uh, um, 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 like John Miller, who we were just talking about before we went on the air. John Miller. The music contractor who, who, who hires the musicians for all the broad, many of the Broadway shows. Had no interest in doing musicals no, at all. No, he's a jazz musician. Somehow, yeah. yeah, it's amazing. So that was one of the things that we wanted to explore. And we've been doing that, I think, ever since. Yeah. That's a very long answer to a short question. What's it even a short question? I don't remember the question. <laughs> <laughs> you want to split? <laughs> of what? What is happening on this stage? <laughs> Best Joanne I ever saw. Yeah. I swear to God, Judith Light. Oh, what? She was brilliant. I'm not joking at all. Judith Light was sure. the best Joanne Reprise? I ever saw. Wow. Reprise in LA. Chris Sieber was Bobby. Judith Light was Joanne. It was the best Joanne I've ever seen wow. in my life. Why? Period. Why? She was sexy and smart. Mm-hmm. And first of all, she could actually sing it really well, I yeah. thought. But she looked at him and you could just see daggers going through. You could see like she was just like laser right to the middle of Bobby's soul. Oh my gosh. Really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What huh. he's saying is we're in an age where Judith Light could do Sondheim ladies. <laughs> yes. And why is that not happening? Oh my God. Uh, first of all. <laughs> I got a point. True. <laughs> she would be a brilliant Charlotte yeah. in Little Night But music. imagine her Desiree. But I was going to say, I think she also has the vulnerability to be a great Desiree. 100%. Yeah, hundred percent. Not opposite Tony Danza or Jeffrey Tambor as Frederick. Yes, I think that's a good choice. I think Angela. That's, now that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> I shouldn't have come. No one has intention of being rescued. Hey. <laughs> Ayo. That's it. That's it. nice. That's Those are some it. big words coming that's out of Tony Danza's big... mouth. Tony Danza, honestly, was also a really great Fiorello. He did it. At, he did it at reprise. So. You were just camped out at reprise. <laughs> you for well, the that first was the 50 other years. Thing that I mean, how much us. musical theater was in LA? I yeah, mean, well, well, that was the other thing that bonded us, which was you know, growing up in Los Angeles, and I'm sh- and you always say this, growing up in Elmira, New York. Yes, we couldn't get to Broadway. We had we no had, internet. We, we had, had no, no nothing. Internet. Like you know, because we talked about yeah, this yeah, before. Yeah. You had to it's, comb the back of like show tunes. Or subscribe in to Playbill magazine and, and, and get see that. We had bootlegs. You got that discette from AOL. Yes, you plugged in to go on to Playbill's online chat room. If you even lucky enough. You yep, right. Barbara Cook references. <laughs> Truly, no, it was. we really did, and we we. You're right. We had to like mine our way, even in college, like going so, to the library downtown and oh, like I finding remember, scores. I mean, I don't know if you. I think you said you did. I used to go, and I would like grab a theater world from the reference because you couldn't check it out. It was reference. Oh, sure. You would sit there and you would memorize. Do you have them all? Ca- yeah, they're all down behind Snidely Whiplash. Oh, amazing. There. Amazing. And you would sit there and you would memorize because you would read it so much. You would just memorize like who took over for Angelique and Lacage in 1987. And same thing with show music. And same thing with show show music, music, right? Yeah. I I have every issue and they're all check marked with albums as I bought them. Oh, Oh, amazing. Oh, yes. Of course. I'm going through all my old ones and they are, they're a great read even, even now. I love them. Oh, they're they're, they're so fun to share. But that was another thing we, no, we bonded over, which was, you know, you feel, when when I was living in LA, and I think maybe when you were living in Elmira, New York, and same for you, Rob, you feel like you're the only one mm-hmm. that does this. Well, I was, yeah, yeah. You definitely. know that there's nobody else who's doing this. It's a lot like uh, being gay in yes. high school and, yes. and not knowing, like nobody else is like me. Yeah, nobody it, else and is that, like me. And that feeling of otherness. Mm. Yeah, it is. You're absolutely Show right. Show tune otherness. So when you run into someone who is just as obsessive mm-hmm. as you and who could tell you, yes, she took over for Angelique in 1986, 
Um, yes. Then you go, aha, I don't feel mm-hmm. alone. Yeah. Um, and what I think is so wonderful now, which we didn't have, and I don't want to sound like an old man, is the fact that there's YouTube out there mm-hmm. and all of these things that connects a whole young generation so they don't feel alone. For sure. Which I think is wonderful that yes. we did not have. Totally. I, I can't tell you the number of times I'll text Kevin or I get a text from him at 2 in the morning that says, oh, I'm just watching A Tree Grows in Brooklyn on mm-hmm. YouTube. Yeah. Like, because who else? Yeah. I mean, like, it's you and yeah. you. You're yeah. the only two yeah, people yeah. in my life that I can really be like, oh, my gosh, look at Shirley Booth. And and but then starting this podcast, yeah. mm-hmm. you realize, like, oh, no, it's not just yeah. us. There are people out there. Because when we start, I'm like, who's going to listen to this? So <laughs> you turn to each other and said... Uh, let's. It's. It was Rob's the, idea. It was very much Rob's idea. Okay, definitely. But I always wanted Kevin. That yeah. was like you're like cereal's a big thing. Let's start a podcast. <laughs> let's, let's do. Who, everybody's who, listening. Based who on the Gilbert, go it was out inspired from the Gilbert mm-hmm. Gottfried podcast that you were talking about. Yeah, and then and then we sort so of. So you went out and bought shitty mics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Rob did. I was. <laughs> yeah. did. I was broke. Sure. I was so broke. So I, had, I had no money. And God bless my husband, Daniel. Because yeah. Daniel was like, what do you want to do? That sounds awesome. Go for it. And he gave me $300. And it was like, just buy what you need. And we bought it. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. Nope. We bought this big ass clunky soundboard. And I would see Rob turning dials. And I'm always like, Rob, what are you doing? He's just indiscriminately turning dials <laughs> on the like, soundboard. I'm like, I don't know. But eventually we'll be able to see the lines go up and down. We're in I the mean, digital age. It was really raw. <laughs> it was very raw. It was very raw. And yeah. so you contacted Randy Graff. Well, uh, no, she was not the first. She was, she was not, the first that we released. But oh, the first was not her because we were we had never really interviewed people before. Mm-hmm. So and we didn't even really know if we were going to work out together. Yeah, we didn't even know each other. We weren't friends, really. We did. We a, um, a pilot? Yeah, our first person we interviewed, I think maybe it's like our sixth guest or fifth guest, it's Spence Ford, who was a Broadway gypsy mm-hmm. in like everything in the 80s. Flops, like hits, it's everything. everything. Yeah. Um, and I had known her at Penn State because we taught together. And I said to Kevin, I said, why don't we interview her first because it's so low stakes. She knows me. If we fuck something up with the equipment, it's a, she knows us. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to do that in front of Walter Bobby. Right. We didn't want to do that in front of Randy Graff. Weird. We, I know, right? <laughs> um, Randy, and, hold on, hold Ran- on, hold on. Randy, hold on. There's a no. There's like, it's a knob. I don't know. This yeah. Randy Graff. <laughs> I picture like a mechanic. <laughs> like she slides under the soundboard and like fiddles around for a little bit. Okay. It's like a grease monkey, like with like a wrench. <laughs> totally. Um, and so, yeah, so Spence was our first, but Randy was the first we posted. Mm-hmm. And that scared us because we f- we recorded her on the weekend of Member Broadway Con when it was that huge blizzard. Oh. And I actually don't think Randy was our first interview, though Judy Kay was our first interview, I think. I thought. Was it really? Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I feel like it was Randy. It was Randy. And then Judy right. came in and later. And she was later that day. You're right. But we were. I was nervous. I was really nervous. Yeah. And then. you recorded at? At Shetler. We always recorded at Shetler Studios. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or if we go to people's houses, too, sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. This is not Shetler. No, this is definitely not. Do I get a half-price rent today? <laughs> There's no bad Neil Abute coming from the other side of the wall. <laughs> so <that> you. <laughs> or a very high, vaguely off-key soprano. Well, that, and that happened the first couple of interviews, too. We'd be, like, trying to ignore it while we're talking to Judy Kay about, like... Yeah, you're trying to Judy yeah. Kay about, like, you know... What's it brother. like hanging on chandeliers? <laughs> right. And the, in the back, you'd hear, it's a piece of art. And what if you shape me? What if that means? And you're like, what the fuck is going... Somebody shut up. There's a two-time Tony Award winner in here. Stop with your Meisner oh, classes. God. But I think we really quickly realized that we had a good rapport that mm-hmm. we could do this and that, and because we 
I, we got out of the way of ourselves. We always made it about the person and we both did that. And I think that was something we never planned on. We never talked about. We just, it just happened. And we actually have never really talked about like our process. What we do. Yeah, no, it just happened. We never gave notes to each other or said anything. I would self medicate as I would listen. Cause I edit the, I edit the interviews and I would sort of realize, Oh, Kevin, you don't say totally so much or, you know, whatever. Sure. You, know, you hear things mm-hmm. you do. But um, but we always wanted it to be about the guests. Yes, we never wanted it to be about us Mm-mm. when we interview. We re- that's so weird. I want everything to be about me. <laughs> <laughs> so so Randy, when I did City of Angels at the Pepper Pot Community Theater, how do you think I did? She's <laughs> like, what? Who cares? Quiet, kid. I'm trying to fix the soundboard. <laughs> slides back under. <laughs> slides back under. <laughs> It's like a really bad production Uh, of Grease. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that was important for us, that the guest, we celebrate the guest. It's not about celebrating us. Do you think that your interview styles have evolved through time? I think that you are excellent interviewers. Uh, Thank you. As a former guest and now, and what's really funny is I went back and listened to a bunch to prepare for this because I'm uh, a professional. I like that. Thank you. Um, (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, he just pulled off mic to laugh I really loud. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was funny. Yeah. It's true. Um, uh, and I, I just you, you're so you made me feel very at ease right away because you were the first long form interview oh. that I ever did. Oh. Um, and probably still I'm the only one that I'll ever do. Thank you. <laughs> um, just follow me around everywhere till Barbara Walters has <laughs> questions. It's, Oh, she's not dead. She's not dead. Just Dodie Goodman. <laughs> Just Dodie Goodman's not going to interview you. Yeah, damn it. Well, you know my Dodie Good. Do you know that story? No. This is oh, good. guys. Tell us, please. This is a good so one. So I went to... Wait, can we remind our younger, maybe our young listeners who Dodie Goodman is for them? You don't even need to... Yes, yes, yes. yes go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Dodie Goodman, uh, you've seen the film Grease, and she's the secretary in Grease who goes crazy on the glockenspiel. And Grease too. thing. Oh, yeah. Pat Birch will tell you all about Grease too. And did. In an episode of did Behind you direct, the uh, Grease too? Yep. What was it like? <laughs> okay. Uh, what about parade? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so how was that? Good. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Sorry. So you so don't to not ask yes and no questions. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe that's what we need to yeah, work on. So yeah. for the next hundred, <laughs> they can't. Uh, yeah. No, so, she's like, I don't remember. I don't know. You'll have Richard Mulvey back seven more times. <laughs> He wants to talk about the song he wrote for Ellen in Miss Saigon. <laughs> Which one? Oh, Truth. God, that is true. Okay, so Dodie. So uh, I, Nancy Anderson is a very good friend of mine, yes. and she was in Far From Heaven with oh, uh, she's so good. Kelly Herr and Steve Pasquale. Mm-hmm. And uh, she called me up, and she said, Robbie, do you want to pretend to be my agent and come to opening night of Far From Heaven? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Because... It was a hot ticket. It was by the writers of Great Gardens. This was their first musical since then. This is in Washington, D.C. No, here. Oh, it was here. It was Playwrights. My bad. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, So the show was dreadful. Um, Nancy was not. But they they tried to pass Mary Stout, who was in the show, off as chorus at times. And Mary Stout Mm -mm. is... She's, it's in the name. She's Roz. It's in the from, name. It's she's in the name. Great. She's mm-hmm. basically, though, like, she looks like Roz the secretary from Monsters, Inc. Like, she's got a very specific, everything specific, and you can't pretend she's... Don't hide it, course. Cassie. Yeah. Right. She, she will pop her head. Yes. So, <laughs> we were at the cast party, 
afterwards, which was at an Irish pub, and I don't know why, because the show took place in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> the fuck is this? I was sitting with Brooks Ashmanskas, uh-huh. brilliant, <laughs> and every time somebody would walk by, he would go, Steve, I have notes. <laughs> Kelly, I have notes. Everybody, didn't matter. And Mary Stout wandered over to us and started to just gently rub my back. Aww. It was a different time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wouldn't happen in 2017, but <laughs> now. So she's rubbing my back, and, and Brooke said to her, Mary, uh, what are you doing after this? And she said, hand to God, I think I'm going to go up to the Cape and do 1940 Radio Hour. They wanted Dodie Goodman, but I think she's dead, unironically. <laughs> We're still going to ask her for an interview, though. Yes, do it. <laughs> do it. Just put a crystal ball on the grave. Get the medium in get here. A, get a Ouija board. <gasps> film it. Okay, Aww. done and done. We're going to get Dodie Goodman. <laughs> so that's that's uh, my Dodie Goodman story. I love that. That's You're a welcome. good one. Mary Stout. We should get Mary on the show. You yeah, should. should. While we're talking to Mary Stout, uh, who, are, who are some of your favorite guests? I'm going to start with Kevin. Uh, uh, yes. Um, I have <laughs> a couple. A I know the ones that I, I fan, the ones I can, f- I, f- I hear myself when I edit, like fangirling out big time. More, most recently, our, our, our most recent guest, Lord, Lawrence Guitard, Larry mm-hmm, Guitard. Mm-hmm. I, I'm beyond excited the entire episode because everything he says is exciting. But I think if there's one guest that I wish that we could interview even longer, it's strangely enough, Larry Hawkman. He was so interesting. The and orchestrator. The orchestrator mm-hmm. uh, of Hello Dolly and oh. many other things. Because uh, I'm a musician and I am a music Rob director and I have worked with <laughs> Larry before. And, but he just, everything, he's such a genius and he's so smart and everything he said was so fascinating. He would explain musical terms, he would explain things, and I just, I wanted more of that. And so I, it sounds silly, but that was one that I really loved. And then Anita Gillette. Anita Gillette, mm. the sweet, sweet Anita Gillette, every time she would tell a story when we, we were in her living room, she would hop up off the couch, perform the entire thing like we were at her cabaret act. I mean, yeah. I mean like, yeah, it was, we got a it full show. So a full, Did you, it was a full show, and it was two drinks or no? Amazing. No, <laughs> <laughs> no minimum. Two, two oh, drinks weird. and Jim Brochu opened for it, which was. <laughs> You sat in the dining room and Jim did his act, and then you moved over to the living room oh. for Anita. Yeah, those are. I think those are my two favorite, three favorites. Those what about you, Rob? Oh my God! Well, there's so many. I mean, what defines favorite? Like a favorite interview, what like a, like meeting the person. Yeah. I mean, I think one of my favorite. I don't know if it was a favorite interview, but one of my favorite moments, I think, was when we went over to Leroy Reams's house for the first time. That first time was we were so new when we went to Leroy's townhouse, and this was, I think, our first like on location. We were on, yeah, like, you know what I mean, though? On we set, were going into someone's <laughs> realm. Yes. And Leroy is very old school showbiz. So we went to his townhouse and we were like escorted up. He has a townhouse on the Upper West Side and we we went in and was scored. We were He's escorted like, up. He was like seated on the couch waiting for us. At the end the of the hall. Was playing. I mean, it was a it was Dim a lighting. <laughs> I'm being serious. He was wearing a red sweater on a red sofa. Like and he was just like waiting for us like to he's enter. Tommy Tune. Like just he's just coordinating. Like oh no! Yeah. And it was like it was so extravagant. In it a was way. extravagant, and we interviewed him. And very clearly on, he realized that we knew like all the old names he was Everything. mentioning. That he didn't have to give an explanation of who this person was, and he got very excited by that. Our interview with all of our guests is always two hours. We do two hours, and then we usually cut it down to like sixty or seventy minutes. To. Right? Yeah. It's really weird. Mine was twenty minutes. Well, we, well um. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it was an hour. It was great. What a great hundredth. Can't wait to see you all for the 200th. <laughs> and see you guys next time. <laughs> Quick, Kevin, grab Huzzah. the Hello Dolly Let's go. CD and let's go. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so he runs out. Um, but yeah. But anyway, we started at five o'clock on the dot. Mm-hmm. At 1030, Leroy, I, this is not an exaggeration. Mm-hmm. At 1030, Leroy said, and that's how I got my first Broadway show. <laughs> Hadn't got to applause, Forty Second Street, anything. It was like sweet cherry. I think. Did it become a double episode? <laughs> oh, it was a Are triple. It's, it's a triple. triple. It was it's a, a three. triple. We had to come back. Like we had Rich to come and Malby yeah. like Richard We and had to. No, he's like. Five. Wait a minute. We but, don't. But what no. about? But what about what yeah. happened after this? So Tell. anyway, so we were like, okay, well, this is. And great. I'm like, I really have to go soon. My wife's waiting for oh me. Oh my god, like, my husband. phones were like yeah. buzzing like crazy because we were so new then too that we didn't know how to like keep the conversation moving a little bit not that it was needed no, to but it was he, amazing but it was we've phenomenal. learned now how to like kind of like push it up a right. little bit you uh, can drag that but we got done and we said well we'll just need to come back if that's okay he goes well that's fine and we start packing up and all of a sudden like magic like Brigadoon his husband appears and goes well you know it is cocktail hour and they gave us so many martinis we we did not get out of there till about two in the morning yep. oh Yep. And then we so came. It was a good day for both of you. Oh, a great! Or a good day for all. <laughs> well, actually. Was, Sunday Night. wasn't good because then we had our spouses to deal with. Uh, <laughs> took a car home. I, I think. I yeah. think we texted each other, being like, "I don't think everyone's yeah. really happy Oops. with us right now." But then we did it again the next weekend. Same thing. And we were like, okay, we're going to get there early. We're going to make sure he knows we only have like two or three hours. Then we have to head out after that. There again until two thirty in the morning. And off record, ooh. Those stories flew, but this was so. This yeah, was, no. Th- this I was really touched by. It's not a gossipy story, but at the end, oh, I have a great story that he tells that I don't know if it made it on air that I do want to tell. Yes. But at the end of our time there, he we were getting ready to leave, and he goes, "Well, you must sign my guest book." He goes, "Anyone that comes to the apartment that I like and that is you know big in the industry signs the guest book," and we're like, "Likes big in the us? You made it. You made it." So we open up the guest book, and I think I signed by Hal Prince. And right above Hal Prince was Bob Fosse. Yeah, really, I put you guys on the same level. The, well, I taught Bob everything he knows. Sure. Yeah. Which is why he has none left. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why. But the best story Leroy told, and then I'm going to move on from this because it's my favorite story, is he was telling the story of how he was being put in his Lumiere. Do you know the story? He was uh, being put. Yeah, remember this? Into, he was being, yeah, he was being put in his Lumiere. He told us again the, the most oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's in. And so anyway, he's being put in his Lumiere, and he didn't exit the stage fast enough. And the guy who played Cogsworth <laughs> from Canada, who right? Didn't, yes. Who didn't like him. Yeah, pushed him into the wings to get him off stage faster. And because he's a replacement, like he was sure. a replacement sure. for so Lumiere for Gary. Leroy whips around and literally. This is how Leroy tells. He goes, "I whipped around and I said to him, now listen here, you little son of a bitch. The next, I don't know who I am. I'm now Gary Beach. But the next time you try to push me, motherfucker, I'm gonna punch your lights out. And I don't care who knows it. I'm gonna kill you if you do that again." <laughs> and he's like, and 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 the actor just started crying and begging my forgiveness. And he followed me all the way back to the brought dressing him flowers room. Flowers the next and then day. brought me flowers. And I'm like. <laughs> It's a fun story, but then when you think he's dressed like a fucking candlestick, <laughs> yelling at a clock, going, you motherfucker, I'm no Gary Beach, I'll break you. Just light him on fire. That's, that's, and I think he said that. He he's did. like, he, he goes, like, I have 20 pounds yes. of flame in here. I'm like, this is a fucking oh, candlestick. And he's like, taping his voice, though. He's like talking down here, you know, like. But oh. I'm like, what a business. This Here's a man dressed as a fucking clock. A tap a dancer. A tap dancer. To keep his dignity. So that's your favorite story. That's my favorite. That was a long answer. Kevin, to a do you have a favorite question. story? Sorry. 
I'm throwing oh, to Kevin. Leroy's house is good. You know, a sort of sad one, but funny. It was we, we, uh, Joan Copeland, who <laughs> is a friend of Sutton's, my wife's family. <laughs> Rob's already laughing. She's um, Ar- good one. Uh, Arthur Miller's sister. Yeah. Um, and and she's in her 90s. Um, and she's she lives in this amazing house on the Upper West Side. And so Sutton's grandma is very is pretty good friends with her, very good friends with her. And so I was like, we got to talk to her. She was in Two by Two with Danny Kay. She did all Tovarich. I mean, all this great Tovarich. stuff. You know. And so we went to her house. We sat down. They had had a dinner party, so she had had a couple glasses of wine, and she was feeling pretty good. So but, um, every interview should be, frankly. <laughs> truly, it really should be. And but we realized <laughs> this is the first time that we were dealing with someone's memory and the maybe the lack thereof. And she could, we could, we could guide her down to <laughs> some places. But then all of a sudden, she was the cover, okay, for Tovarich. Um, for the act Vivian Lee. for Vivian Lee, uh, and there's this one song that she just loved to sing, so she sang it for us, and mm-hmm. it was um, I forget how it goes, but we were so cap. She was so beautiful in the moment, and it was gorgeous. And then we moved on and talked about something else, and then <laughs> sang the whole song came, acapella. She sang the whole song acapella, first chorus, verse, chorus, all five. Minutes. And then it a couple tw- ten minutes later, it came back up again, and then she said, "Oh, and I had this song," and she started singing it again, and Rob and I. Kind Kind of looked at each other and we thought, okay, well, it's, it happened twice, that's fine. And then we moved on, talked about some two by two, and then talked, and then it came up again. Well, Vivian Lee, you couldn't make the show, and I went on. Oh, and I had this song. Comedy comes and in threes. She sang a third time. The third time was the best time, though. It, oh, she good. really nailed it. Well, I really, really thought she nailed it. it. But we're sitting there, and now we're like grabbing each other's legs under the table because we think, how I don't. No, we have to just let this happen. This just has to. <laughs> we have to play this out, and we didn't know if it was the wine or the memory or what it was. But well, we it, fa- no, we found it. We thought it was the memory. At we first, did. We did. And then somebody told us what happened. You know, yeah. So Sydney, fi- my grandma was like, "No, that she they are they had some. They had they, they had, had a, a good party. time before the interview. So she was just she was wasted. There's no other way of putting it. God bless her. She was wasted. Oh, but gosh. the best was as we were getting ready to shut off the machine. She goes, "You know, it was hard for me to get work in the '50s. I was like, "Oh, how come?" She goes, oh, "I was blacklisted." And we were like, I'm like "Oh, whoa, 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 what?" I got the entire score of. Varage, and now you're telling me I was blacklisted. We had no idea, and then so then we were able to yeah, that was try good. to get some of those memories out of her, which were actually really really fast. We hadn't really talked to a lot of people who like were part of that that red no. red scare. You no, know? that was yeah. no, that was good that was to really have cool. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. So yeah, sorry. That, that she was one. That was a fun one. <laughs> I think your original question though was, has our interviewing style changed? Well, you know what? Is that what we're jumping back to? No. Kevin and Take I, when we talk, many no. threads come down and we just yank true. some of them. Oh, yeah. 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 We're like, mm, good luck. But, good. Are uh, we, we, but getting to if that question, the, has our interview style changed? I think we now know certain questions that we like to ask them. Mm-hmm. Like, mm. you know, like obviously, like, what was your audition song? What was your favorite show? But, but we definitely have our pattern of. We don't like to say, and then you did this, and then you did that. But I do think we have a, a style in that we sort of ask, you know, our standard questions like, "Oh, well, what's your favorite director? Like, yeah. how do you like to be directed?" How, or you know, and we don't heavily? do pre-interviews. Oh no, we don't do pre-interviews. Okay. And how mean? heavily do you research? Like, like, like before that, we would talk to like Joan Copeland and be like, "So, you know, what oh. do you want to tell us oh, about?" Oh no, yeah, and she'll be like, "Oh, we, zero plug today. we give them yeah. a spiel. Yeah. We say like, we just tell them, you know, you can say whatever you want. We're unedited, blah blah blah. But we really don't we want prepare them at all. No, we want it to feel like you're out to dinner with us, and we and you're sitting at the corner of the table listening in. We don't want it to feel like a formal interview. Have you ever had an interviewee come back and say, "Yeah, we need to yank this"? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, only once or twice though, right? Yeah. Nothing. No, we and we always say at the beginning of the interview, "Is there if there's anything that we ask you and you don't want to answer, just say I'm not interested." And a lot of times, like things that are like, I'll be honest with you, Carol Dumas was fired from two. Broadway-bound musicals. 
I w- that's painful. Sure. She openly talked about very it much with, about Baker's wife. Yep. Yeah. Um, and she was very open about it. Yeah. Um, so anything that's a, what I would consider a sore subject, people are very open about. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My favorite thing that has happened that I see, we see all the time. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You no, go, go finish no, your no, thought. No, no, no. No, I, I was just gonna say my favorite thing though is that a lot of times we get these people that are very guarded. You know that yeah. that they they think this is just gonna be one of those interviews they've done many times, and they're always like, "Well, I'll give you an hour." And then when they realize that we are as passionate as they are about it, they like Barry Weisler, uh, Andre De Shields, like people who are guarded. And then when they re- Bob, Walter Bobby, th- th- all of a sudden the, they all comes crashing down because they realize, "Oh my gosh, I'm in safe hands here." And I think that's the ultimate compliment. Sure. For us. Barry Weisler came like oh not not in an angry way. Came storming into the the meeting room and was just like, "Guys, I've only got a couple of minutes for this, so let's go." Then, like two and a half hours later, he's like, he's "Where like, are you going? Like, we're done." Yeah, you know? it's like, yeah, well, you, yeah, well, your interviews are deep dives. Yeah. But speaking of favorite things, oh, yeah. that became another like a spinoff, almost a spinoff podcast yeah. for you guys. How did that even? Come sorry. Yeah, tell me tell me the origin. I don't story. even know how it it, was, it evolved. When, it was your when, idea. I no, think, it was. The, I'm going back to the Gilbert Gottfried thing again because what Gilbert Gottfried did about halfway through his first year, I think, um, people listeners were saying we want to hear more of you and what you like, and so he created a, a separate episode that was literally like an obscure movie or an obscure TV show. And so I said, well, why don't we do that as well? I said, so Monday it really focuses on our guest, and then Thursday is a little bit more about getting to know Kevin and I. And remember, we were, and we are so resistant of talking about our. We used to be resistant I still of talking don't about like, ourselves, I and still I don't love like you, it. and you love me, but I'm always like, but we, our favorite right, things right used now, to be. So. They used to be. I know, right? We're just <laughs> off to the races right now. Split. But <laughs> our favorite what? things. What the fuck's happening? <laughs> they used to be 15 minutes long until we realized people actually I liked them. hearing them, and they, them. we found oh, out that. We were, we were getting lucky. a bigger response on social media. But you don't even those. get to your oh, favorite thing until pick. 20 minutes in. Well, that evolved as well. <laughs> because, evolved. I mean, you did an entire episode where you talked about RuPaul's Drag Race lexicon for 20 minutes before you got That's to right, a favorite thing. Not me. I love RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, God, I love it. You, you're going to come over and watch it. Yeah, All sure. stars with us. Oh, yeah. Wait, who's Great. your favorite? I never asked Well, we love you. Sasha Vlor because Sutton's friends with them. With, with them and oh. so, like, we... Yeah. Oh, really? gosh. Oh, I love cool. it. Love mm-hmm. it, love it, love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I like Snatch Game. I usually only watch Snatch Game. Really? Yeah. You know what? Because I used to go to Ninth Avenue Saloon and watch, and they would all yell and scream and talk to the to the TV. I'm like, I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. Like this. Mm-hmm. But Sorry. you definitely just went off about all tea, all shade for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, we sort of stopped. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, you were like, yeah, oh, my kids this. all listen to it. 
It's like oh 25 minutes of all Tino shit. And then, yeah. by the way, there's a thing called Donnybrook. Look it up. We're out of time mm-hmm. for Maggie Flynn, but it's pretty good. <laughs> but I love Jack Cassidy. You love Jack Cassidy. Oh, I do. Um, yeah, no, those evolved. Yeah, I don't know. You know when they really started to evolve, to be honest with you, is when we had that really shitty day. Do you remember that day when we interviewed? This was our, I think this was our worst day. This was the day that I was like, I think we're going to stop this. I literally, I really? was like, yeah. You had like a divorce moment? No, not no, between, not between us. us. We've never, ever not, had any conflict. Not, no, okay. we've, we've been, not that I knew about. We've been, Weird. Yeah. No, we've been really, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I never have. I just hope you don't like Playbill Jobs. <laughs> Co-host. <laughs> Independent production company. I'm uh, available and offer <laughs> yeah. only. No, what uh, was the day? What was the, was it the Helen Gallagher day? It was Helen. Charles Strauss. Yes, yes. Oh, one day. And we, yes. and, and Rob's so, yes, I'll, computer. And, and, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. And don't forget, the, the piece de resistance of the, that day was the Lee Adams phone call. That was the same day? All on the same day, Kevin. Oh, Strauss and Adams. What, what was the Lee Adams phone call? Oh, oh we'll so start it. Let me start at great. the beginning. It's a we, very good place to start. This was definitely <laughs> the most, the, yes, this, this was, was the day. day. This yeah. was the day I was like, I, I was literally going to look at Kevin and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, we went over, we interviewed Helen Gallagher. At who, her house. Who was amazing. And it was incredible. And it was wonderful. And it was such a good interview. And she was someone that sorry, I'm like. Sorry, John. I'm like, this is, ex- sorry, John Mass. I'm like, this is exactly what we want. And I looked at the computer. And none of it had captured. Oh, no. That was the first time that had ever happened. And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. So the next day, no, the next, we went over then to Charles Strauss's house. Mm-hmm. And thank God I did this, or thank God we did this. We said, let's just record it on our phone just as a backup. And we'll put the phone next to him. And, and Kevin did that. We did Charles, and Charles's interview was fantastic. And he was telling us all this stuff and revealing all this stuff. And he was wonderful. None of it recorded. So it's all on our phone. And then we sat down and we're like, we have a phone interview with Lee Adams. And we Lee, we were supposed to call Lee at five o'clock, and I called at four fifty nine. Do you remember that? Yes. And Lee was like, "You're early." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, we're off to a good start." And he told us about Bye Bye Birdie, and he told us about applause. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, "Let's talk about All American." No. Uh, let's talk about Broadway, Superman. Yeah. Oh yeah, Broadway, Broadway music. No. no. He goes, "You don't really remember the failures." All right, I got to go. And it was like a 30-minute interview. And it was just done. It It was just done. You can hear that. I mean, we tried so hard, and he just... That was the only interview that we really were like, wow, we failed. I mean, on this... I mean, at least I thought that. I was like, wow, this was was the disaster. It was the Helen not recording. Charles is going to be on a scratchy phone. And Lee gave us shade. All tea, no shade. Um, <laughs> all shade. All shade, oh, no tea. Not, he was not having us. But really, we realized he just didn't want to... He had hits, and then he had not hits. And sure. he probably just and, didn't want to talk about the not hits. And I said to Kevin, I said, let's... Even though we love those. I <laughs> said, we've got to do a favorite thing. And I was just in such a bad mood, mm-hmm. and I was so angry. And I think you were frustrated. We were just frustrated. And I don't know what it was, but then I started doing <laughs> The character that I love that you hate. Freddy. Oh, yeah. And I came up, I was like, guys. That's where you came up with it? Impression Corner happened because of Lee Adams. Yes. And so that's where, and so that's, and I was like, I just need to vent. And I don't feel comfortable with like venting like 
as Rob. As Rob. Yes, this is true. It's easier for me, like, if I put on, like, a character, I make a joke about it. Like, oh. it's easier for me to do for some reason. <laughs> so that's that's where all that came out of. Thank you, Dr. Azell. <laughs> That'll I be five cents, the please. The psychiatrist is in. Take, <laughs> but, you yes. know, I do impressions, but yes. you guys do impressions. I don't. Rob does. Mm-mm. I'm the audience member. That's no, called hostage. Kevin's got some good ones. He just doesn't like to bust them out as well, much. Well, we're going to bust them out because it's time for Impression Corner. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm it's so like nervous. Corner only impression. Only if you do Paul Lind. Well, so here's when mm, I fell in love with one. you guys. It, uh, you had an ad running at the beginning to rate and review the show, and it was think of think of five <laughs> stars as front row seats to Hamilton. Yes. Yeah. Think of oh, yeah. one star as Paul Lind and Carol Channing in the road company of the last five years. <laughs> Although, right. you can think about it, I would give, and you're going to cut yeah. this in right here, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would give five stars to Paul and Carol Jane in the last five years. Oh, my God. Can you the the I'm, goddess. I'm still hurting. I, yes. I mean, yeah. I, it's, I, no. Yes, Kevin. Yes, Kevin. No, I want more. I, I got to find Embrace your impressions. No, you're so mind. good. I got to study it more. You can do it. Jamie's <laughs> over and Jamie's gone. <laughs> That's it. Jamie's decided. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. Yeah. I love it. It's Liza Minnelli slowed down and in the back of the throat. Yes. You Thank us. you. Call me Christine. Orbit Sky. Uh, <laughs> can't see this. Good job. Um, thanks. So, so the impressions have always been there. The plane, the plane. Yes. Remember that one? Survey. Yeah, Survey. yeah, I remember that one. I remember it more positively than that tone of voice, sir. <laughs> I do remember that one. What's, uh, what is your favorite impression of him? Oh. Hmm. None of them. He no, doesn't. We like are. Do you know what I love? Actually, no. He and, and, like and we teach. No, no, no. I'll tell you what I love. You know, I love this. Rob, even in school, and when we're teaching, Rob will do. He'll take every song down the octave and put Robert Goulet on it, and I am a sucker for <laughs> his a Robert Goulet. Rob no, he will. He will. He will. He'll be like so, and not even like a Robert Goulet song. No, we're gonna like do a, it right now. Let's hear Dear Evan Hansen, Bob Goulet style. <laughs> you learn to slam on the brakes. <laughs> Before you even turn the key, <laughs> it's a Chevrolet, you know. Before you make a mistake, before you lead with the worst of me, give him no reason to stare. No slipping up if you slip away. So I got nothing to share. I got nothing to see. Step out, step out of the sun. You keep getting burned. That's it. It's like older Bob too. It was yeah. like it's like not <laughs> it's, early. It's, it's mustache definitely later. Bob with it's the glasses. Oh yeah. yeah, like diapers on. Oh, yeah. sh- I shouldn't have said waving. That. <laughs> <laughs> we know that story. Oh, oh, <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's you can find that at the good. Palace Theater, La Caja Vol. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I love. Oh, so I see is sky. <laughs> Forever. You remind me of B. Arthur singing. Oh, oh that's kind of. That was one of my favorite so things that Rob ever wrong. gave me was the B. Arthur the, like going. Don't like, random my parade. He's like, you have to watch B. Arthur's special, but when you no, watch her do anything, no, no, she just speaks the last word. Is gonna rain on my. That's, but that's Parade. the genius of Seth Rudetsky pointing that out. That's Did brilliant. Did Seth do that? Yeah, okay. but then I was like, but he's right, because Bjorn never is. sings the last She will note. not sing the last No, he, God will get you the, for that, Walter. God will get you for that. Yeah, Ooh. uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So that's, uh, when I first discovered the podcast, it was 
this played at the very beginning, I was like, oh, I'm all in. Uh, and became a Patreon supporter immediately. Oh, thank you for that. We, you have a lot of really, you, you've created a community of people who love you. Oh, well. Well, we're surprised because we never, that's why we push the social media so much at the beginning of mm-hmm. every episode. Because we have no way, Apple does not tell you how many people download or listen to your 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 podcast not easily you yeah. don't yes and so we really have no way of you know is anybody there we often say because we just don't know and yet you've been places i've i've had f- family friends and friends that have been like in the middle of nowhere in illinois and been like oh yeah my friends have a podcast and she'll mention it and then they'll be like oh, i love that you know we're constantly amazed by the the listeners i don't i don't mean to like name drop or anything don't i was at a party and it was a whole should. bunch of people up from australia <clears throat> and i was talking to them and this guy this girl was like oh your voice sounds so familiar and i'm like oh yeah i don't know why and i mentioned i have a podcast and she was like wait wait, is it about broadway and i said yeah and she goes behind the curtain i said yeah that's me she's oh my god oh my god and she started shaking and she grabbed all of her friends she goes this is him this is him the the, couldn't believe it so you are international we have a lot of listeners yes um in australia in the UK that reach out to us because what they say is is that over there they don't really have a rich musical theater history legacy. Sure. So they're very hungry for it. Well, the American musical, like the musical is a, the most American art form that there is. Right. Yes. Like that and jazz. So yeah. we get a lot of people that from other yeah. countries that reach out to us, which is, but you don't know. You just, you don't, just don't, know. don't know. And you're so honored and you're so touched because you're like, who's... Who's listening? Is anybody listening? Right. At Who this? likes this the way we do? <laughs> and and also, you know, we're not stupid. We realize that if we if this stuff was around when we were growing up, we would be subscribing like crazy to anything that talked about like mm-hmm. you know Miss Saigon coming in or, or Helen Gallagher this, or this new show called Falsettos yes. or or who's this new person Kelly O'Hara? You know, we would be mm-hmm. listening like crazy to that. So we realize that like a lot of younger people might not be listening to us because they're obsessed with what's happening today. Right. We have a very specific demographic, and we love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm happy to be part of that demographic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very happy. We love it. Mm-hmm. We're, I mean, we're <laughs> Kevin just gave the the smile after he he gave me a mm-hmm. It was like Purse. a Kevin smile. Purse. <laughs> smirk. It was smirk. It was a smirk. Talk to me about uh, like crazy moments uh, that have did not. Yes, you're laughing, so you have them already. We can't use names, but we can t- we can tell, right? Yeah, sure. Want, what do you want to tell? What do you want to tell first? Broadway's redhead. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> the, the blood. Tell you can you can talk about the bleeder. Mm. You can talk about the bedpan. We ha- oh, You can talk God. about. We had a guest, uh, and that who shall remain nameless, out of respect. Um, and we were chatting with this person, and uh, and all of a sudden we realized that they were they were bleeding from the mouth. Oh, because I think there was like a dry mouth situation going on, uh, and um, and they were on a roll with the story. And they were on a roll. The story was going, and there was no stopping it. But the blood just kept oozing and started dripping, and we were like, <laughs> didn't know what to do, and we didn't. It was it very was like uncomfortable the elevator and strange. From the shining. Kevin <laughs> <It> really, Kevin's, <laughs> Ke- Kevin's really underplaying this because you heard it and you edited. I think you edited. That I edited, episode. but I saved that little portion for myself personally and every time I'm a little sad I listen says, to it the person's like am I bleeding and, and Kevin, Kevin goes just a little bit just a little bit real high bit. but just meanwhile it's bit. like we're like do we have to throw out that stand I mean do we have to get rid of the stand do we have to get rid of the room of Shetler <laughs> like when's NCIS coming we got problems yeah that was a surprise moment um, yeah, what? for sure. The bedpan? Can oh, I tell the bedpan gosh, we story? We went on location. Yeah, go for it. I want to, we won't say who. We that won't. was a shock. <laughs> Weirdly, they won't say who about 
anybody. So well, good. just because no, well, of course, because, being, because you're nice and they're doing us a favor. Because you're exactly. nice people. We went on location. Fact. Kevin's wife came with us. Yep. We sat down for the interview, and Sutton was standing. And the person said, "Oh, you can sit there." And Sutton looked and said, "No, I'll stand." And I was like, <laughs> "Why the fuck is she standing?" Like I said to her, I said, oh, you know something? I said, you know, these go on for like 90 minutes, two hours. She goes, oh, no, I'm fine. And I was like, why isn't she going to sit down? He was offering her. <laughs> they were offering her a chair that had this person's <laughs> bedpan bed on it. <laughs> and the bedpan was used. <laughs> and so they were going to have to move the bedpan <laughs> to sit down. I was like, well, now I know why she wants to stand for yeah. two hours. God bless that woman. That was for, something. That was, that was something. So that's it. Any other funny ones? Yeah. We we try to keep if if someone is still alive or we know family members are still alive, we usually like to say things like allegedly happened. Our so lawyers tell us that. Our lawyers no. say allegedly is a really sorry, good sorry, what term. lawyers? Uh, the law firm of Central, uh, Central. Central. Mark Central. <laughs> Central. Oh, that's okay. Kevin got nervous. So he saw he saw a red, a red a red circle go on. He just freaked out. It's okay, Kevin. It's recording. It's not like the just Helen Gallagher knob, just one. Turn a knob. I, these only have three knobs. So, so I know how to by turn the way, these. we've we've graduated to a much fancier soundboard and nicer mics. And I'm a told new because of your Patreon subscribers. Listen, we are so Thank lucky. You. you know, we we don't want to be famous. We don't want to. You know, we don't want that. What we want is just to at least break even on all this stuff because we have to rent the rooms and get the sure. equipment. And we've only had one guest charge us for their time. Do you remember that? I can't say who. The, to park the car? Yeah, to park the yeah, car. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah, meanwhile, I paid more than the parking, and I saw them go off to Subway and get a sandwich exactly. with the money. I know exactly who it is. I'm not going to say on air. <laughs> I just whispered it to Robbie. He knows. It's going well, kid. I was like, you're wealthy as can be. You really are going <sighs> to... Look at what I'm wearing. You think I have $40 to give you for a hoagie? Um, <laughs> a hoagie? I could really go for a hoagie. Right I, I, I love a hoagie. Uh, <laughs> what the hell was the question? Now I'm angry about the money again. Oh, Patreon. Uh, yeah, we've been really lucky. We've had... I mean, people have reached out and have donated, and it's what keeps us going, and everyone keeps saying, oh, you're doing such important work. And it's I'm, true. And I'm like, oh, I don't... It's, it's, it's the Lord's fun. work. It's the Lord's work. It is fun, though. It, you're doing it is the Lord's fun. work. Um, one time, Jen De- I was talking to Jen Depper Heard about a Don Scardino thing, because, you know, mm-hmm. Don played Jesus in Godspell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, he wants me to do this for his show. And she goes, oh, you're doing the Lord's work. And I'm like, actually, I am doing the Lord's work. Fun fact, Jen Jesus Depper. for 2,000 performances. Absolutely. <laughs> I am doing the Lord's work indeed. Thank you. No, we. I mean, we have the best. And the fact mm. that they all... I cannot tell you the number of times that we might mention something on this show... And within maybe two hours of it being posted, we will get an email from someone going, oh, I have what you're looking for. A lot uh, of times it's me. What's show your music. Ad- I got the whole show music yeah. collection because if someone, a friend was like, you can have mine. I mean, that was oh, that's yeah. amazing. I mean, um, I got someone, too, who was yes, like, I have show music. two different people were like, here, to have and my, just it's in the closet. It it's yours yes. now. I mean, like, thank and you, I don't Michael. Know when, I don't know, yeah. like, when you travel and stuff, like, when I go back home to L.A. <laughs> and stuff, I we've got so many listeners who are like, can we get lunch? Can we get dinner? Can we meet up? Can we do this? It's just so nice. We talked about clown around, which is this really obscure musical from nineteen seventy four. The other the uh, the holy grail of cast albums sure. and the other like the body and the sane. I couldn't remember an the hour other one. an hour after we 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 mentioned it. One of our great listeners, John Mass, emailed us and was like, "Here you go." Here's the, both of them, and he knew which the show that I couldn't think of. He knew exactly the one I was talking about. Yeah. Wow, just so like it's just silly the stuff like that. Generosity, the kindness is the, the community though that you're building. Yeah, you're uh, it's already like there. Jonestown. It's, it's already yeah. there. <laughs> but it, 
He compared me to Jim. I'm not even Patrick Hines. I'm Jim Jones. No, but the community's already there. It's mm-hmm. just we're just becoming a part into of it. it. You yes. all, well, you've yeah. always been a part of it. Well, that's true. As far as I'm concerned. You're right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, uh, 100 episodes, which means 100 interviews. Have you ever gone back and said, oh, I wish I had asked this question? Oh, all the time. I think all the you're time. You're showering one day and you're like, I really wish I'd asked well, Helen Gallagher. Th- you, Helen two Gallagher. hours is only a so, so finite <laughs> amount of time. And so I when, wish I asked Helen well, Gallagher, right. do you know how to hit record? <laughs> <laughs> That's one I keep Great. killing myself over. Yeah. But sometimes you can't cover it. You can't possibly, like, mm-hmm. geez, George S. Irving, we had the last interview before he passed away. Yeah. That was yeah. one of our earliest ones. But how in the world are you going to cover, every, you know, all of the stories and all of, you know, and... And each show has a story, and, and there's just no way to cover it all. So, yeah, so many of them. I wish we could go back and, and have two more hours and or have a Leroy Reams experience. And it's not even so – you know what I think kills me more? It's not so much going back and saying, I wish we had asked that. I wish we had emailed people that passed away sooner. Oh, uh, that that's, always kills me. Like, that's always a big one. Martha Swope wanted the foot, great photographer. Wanted we, her. I mean, Jem Delap was on my list. I literally John emailed Ted Chapin for her. And was on our it. list. Yeah. Dick Latessa was like, yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there were all these people that we just didn't get to. That actually kills me more. Because at least I know I can call Randy Graff. I can call Helen and go, can we do a follow-up? You know? But you can't call John McMartin. You can't call Dick Latessa. Mm. So let's talk about the future. Mm. The future of the podcast and, mm. and looking, because obviously, <laughs> 100, you want to do 100 more so I can get back to you. Yeah, in, oh, yes. 200, in, in two in, more years. In two more years. Yeah. Oh, Sitting God here. Willing. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, my goal has always been, I don't even know if I've ever told you this, but my goal has always been that we do at least 365 interviews. So that way, like, 100 years from now, 200 years from now, someone listens to us, like, once a day. Oh, I like that. You should do 366 Aww. because leap year. Mm. Right. See? I need there you for go. the tweet right, in we'll Hell's keep... Kitchen. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we have a list. I mean, I have such a long list of people that we haven't even tapped Yeah, yet. who would you... Who's, like, dream guest for you? Tony, Tony Walton, Graziella Danielle. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Those are th- those are those are two that I'm dying to get to talk to. Sheldon Harnick. I can get you Tony Walton. Sheldon said yes. We just keep trying to figure right. out a time with him. Frank Rich. That was a that's a really Frank Rich said he would one. do it. Yes. That book is a oh, hot seat. Yeah. yeah. Have you read Ghostlight? Of course. Oh, it's that right next to it. Is it really? Yes. Oh yeah. Ghostlight was one of I think our favorite things at one point. Frank, was, listen, Frank Rich said yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I really want, and I don't know if it's going to happen. I'm really nervous that it won't. Is George Hearn? Oh. I really want George yeah. Hearn. I've called him like 90 million times. He mm. never calls me is back. He still, is he back in, in like Albany? Or uh, I felt farm? like he was moving in Florida. He lived. Oh, oh now he's in Florida. Maybe he's back upstate. upstate. Scandalous clothes. Thomas Shepard. Thomas G. Shepard. Oh, yes. Thomas Shepard yeah. would be he, one that we really want. He really shaped cast albums. Side so. note, he talks on that cast album Facebook group sometimes. Oh, yes. And I'm cast. always amazed. Oh, does I, I feel like it's starstruck sometimes when I see people on there. Oh, reach It's out always to the him. weirdest people that we get starstruck by. It's never like, you know, Kevin's not even very Sondheim. starstruck by me right now. I do. So. I, I know. Do. Kevin gets a little nervous. I saw him vomiting outside before oh. I came in. I said, What's wrong? He said, I'm going to meet Robbie Rizal today. I'm like, You Rough. see him every day, Kevin. And he got his hair dyed and everything. Kevin was very, very nervous. Um, <laughs> I always thought... Calm down, kids. Calm down. You better sit down, kids. Oh! Um, 
Glennis Johns, I thought would be really interesting for us. I thought Shirley Jones would be interesting for us. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a whole bunch, but I mean, one of the things that I'm hoping that we focus on in the next hundred episodes is really getting that old guard their stories preserved. Because mm-hmm. every once in a while, we reach out to someone who's young. And we're like, oh, you know, we just want to kind of like young, like Carolee Carmelo, young, right? Yeah. or even younger. No, no yeah, Carolee Carmelo, yeah. young. But I mean, we really want some of those older, sure. folks like yeah. Penny Fuller. Like, why we would love to get Penny Fuller. Yes. Robert Morse is one that we would yeah. love to get. Right. Yeah, um, you know. And so, and we reach out to these people, and sometimes, you know, the, the hesitance we always seem to get is, is you know, I got nothing to say, and then three hours later. That happened Always. with George Irving. Always. When when we got George Irving, the person who put us in contact says George hates giving interviews. He doesn't want to give interviews. You'll only be on the phone with him for twenty minutes. At the end of two hours, we were the ones that said, "Listen, we have to move." Meanwhile, on. he's so in a hospital sorry. bed. Like we could hear the beeping going on. You know, it and was he still nuts. wants to tell us about yeah. like working with you know being in the original Oklahoma. Call me Mister. Wow. And how we got to see Gwen Verdon's Fanny every night oh in Can Can. He was very excited by that. <laughs> oh yeah, seriously. I gotta go back and listen to that one. Yeah. The Jerry Adler one that we did was also pretty good because that's, that's going to come stuff. out on Monday, and that one is or well, you've already yeah. heard it by now. So but that's a long answer to a short question. We want we're, when we when we get. Who? No, what? I have two things that I was... Well, in addition to our... But looking to the, to the future, there's two things mm-hmm. that I really want to happen, though. And I don't even know if we've talked about, but we've alluded to it. I want to do live episodes. I want to go to 54 That's Below. A, yeah, that was a question. And yeah. I want to do that. I want us to do a live performance. I want us to interview someone live on stage, and I would love to get, try to get them to sing or perform in some way. I think yeah. that we can evolve You could probably talk to Rob Schneider that. about I that. I think, because <laughs> I think he has some connection to 54 Below. He does also, some programming. I, and we've talked about this with the cruise line, but I also think that we could put together a show yeah. that is like because I he's a director and a, mm-hmm. an amazing writer even though he won't say he is but he is he's and he's a great personality on stage even though he won't say he is he's shaking and I'm his a head, singer and a piano player I was doing my Catherine and Hepburn so what did you guys say <laughs> but we literally could do a show where like I'm at the piano he's on uh-huh. stage talking and like yeah. kind of like what Seth does when he does his Broadway yeah. like uh, you know when uh, he pulls uh, Patty deconstructed and and all, mm-hmm. yes and we could do something similar not copying that but if we could find well, I mean your whole format. podcast is a copy of Gilbert Gottfried well, so yep. well these Inspiration from all these just other yes people, ands. but just so just I, I could see us, uh, you know, putting energy into that. And going I love forward, that, you know, because we're so passionate. We are, and one of the things that's hard for us, and it's it's not that difficult if we put our minds to it, is you know we wear many different hats, so we we try to juggle all these things in the air. But you know, if somebody approached us and was like, you know, you have to do a show for us. Then I think we would work pretty fast uh, getting that stuff. Twenty five hundred dollars, go. Right. Right. Twenty five hundred. Give me a Burger King coupon. Rob once worked for a Chipotle gift card because he could get guacamole. That's a fact. <laughs> Grab your ankles, and, kids. We're going to Kidoba. See what he did for the queso. You know? <laughs> so, um, with the passing of Michael Friedman recently, mm. it made Jeez. me think about the entire generation that we lost uh, to the AIDS crisis. Yeah. and who. In there, like who's somebody that you really wish you could have gotten to if they were I not know who you're going to say. I know exactly who he's going to say. I know you're going to say. No, you don't. Oh, I was going to say Michael Bennett. Oh! Yeah, who do you think I was going to say? I thought you were going to say... David Carroll. Yeah, David Carroll. Oh, well, yes. Uh, yes, uh, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Larry Kurt. Oh, wow. Oh, oh yeah. 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 The only person to ever be nominated for a Tony and not originate a role. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Um, one of the things that's... Too many. That's a... I don't want to get on my soapbox, but one of the things that's really important to me as a, as a gay man is that we lost an entire generation. Who knows what they could have created? Mm-hmm. And I don't want, and I think, unfortunately, Michael's passing reminded us that it's still out there and, it's, and, it, and, and you need to get tested and you need to get yourself taken care of. And thank God we have medication that 
either one prevents it or two sustains your life. Um, we want to make sure that the people who died before us, that their stories are being preserved. And that's one of the things that's really important for us is that, like, that we mention David's name as much as we can, or Michael Bennett's, or Larry Kurtz. And how many times have people brought up to us on their own volition um, a, a dresser, a friend, somebody, somebody oh, yes. who mentored them? Oh, yes. Because we always want to know about mentors. We go, who mentored mm -hmm. you? And they'll always, there's always some story of, oh, you know, I knew this guy. We did summer stock together. He let me crash on a sofa for a year. His name was blah, 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 and he died of AIDS. We want those stories to be preserved. But that's, I think that, what a great question, Robbie. Mine would have been probably Larry Kurt, and you said. You're right. No, it's David Carroll, of course. He's my favorite. And then we'll share the Michael Bennett. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's great. Well, I was thinking yeah. of like just legacy, but you're right. David sure. Carroll. Oh, God, I just love him so much. Yeah. Sure. Can you imagine what he could have accomplished? And Michael, it's, it's I mean, crazy. So yeah. I want you to imagine that your first headshot ever is in front of you. And what do what does present day Rob say to the headshot Rob who's wearing a unit? <laughs> take, take off the unit. <laughs> what What do you say to that that kid? What, what kind of advice would you have for him? Don't be afraid. Just do it. Just, just do it. Uh, so I think so much of, of the beginning part of my career was worrying about what are people going to say? What if they say? What if they say no? What if they say no? What if they say no? And I, or I wished I had just done it earlier. I don't know if that's articulate enough, no, that's but the, that's, that's what I would have said. Just yeah. do it. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. I waited too long. I Kevin. was born too soon. <laughs> and started too, too late. late. That's why I did it. <laughs> oh, but what I got in me. Oh, no. If they ever let it out. Bob Goulet. There ain't going to be signs big enough. <laughs> there it that, is. There ain't going to be lights bright enough. Oh, <laughs> no. Mic drop. Here she is, boys. <laughs> Here she is, world. That's a, Ooh. That was all my impressions that for you. That was really good. All in one line, too. One vocal line. Thank you. Thanks, Christine Petty. Thank you, Christine Petty. So, 100 episodes. Um, <laughs> same question for Kevin David Thomas. Uh, I think that I always had a hard time accepting that I that I love musical theater this mm -hmm. much, and sure. it was always very private. And so, even with social media, this podcast, specifically doing this with Rob and being his friend, has taught me to embrace it. And that I wish that I always had embraced this like nerdy passion sooner. That, that it was yeah. always so secretive that it was like, oh, don't let everybody know that you have this whole cast album collection. And then, uh, and now shame. I'm like, yeah. now I'll like, yeah. now I'm like, let everybody know. It's fine. This is who I am. But I didn't, ex I didn't embrace it. What's your go-to cast album for happiness? Uh, Violet, the original. Oh, yeah. Violet. Yeah, don't give the me original that. Violet. Revival. Give me the original. Oh, yeah. What about you? Uh, Follies 85 concert. Oh, yeah. Because she's still here. Oh, she's still here. And Goldilocks. Goldilocks. Like I Goldilocks. love Goldilocks so much. Both of you just went to Elaine Stritch places. Oh, yeah, we did, didn't we? I don't think I asked you. What's your favorite show tune? Um, uh, we'll do that oh, on sorry. my podcast. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is. <laughs> Meanwhile, when is that going to happen? Yeah, when's I mean, that happening? Papa's very busy these I days. Know. I'm, Epi, I'm we all a got pain. cabaret but... director and writer and star. D tell us about so. London. Nominee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. I voted. I voted. Thanks, man. For best director. Oh, yes. But tell not, us, tell but not my show. Oh, no, not for you. <laughs> for Hervé. For, for Hervé's. <laughs> Bigger than better. Oh, yeah. We're, uh, we're taking Melissa Erica's show to London in February. It's fantastic. Yes, you are. But um, before we wrap up, I asked each of you to send me a question for the other one. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So 
neither of you know what these questions are. Do you like me? Yes. No. Maybe. <laughs> Circle one. Circle. Pass back. My, that was like back. basically mine. <laughs> He's got like a pet, one of those paper pets. <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> How many? <laughs> right. Blue. My mother and your mother were <laughs> nope. We're doing right. mash right now. Yeah. So great. Mm-hmm. I'll be clear. So, Kevin's question for Rob. When you were growing up in the basement all alone with only you, your cast album collection, and your unit, which you wore and helped sell to the movie Stars. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. What was your favorite album to listen to that made you super happy? <laughs> um,. Promises, promises. Oh. Promises, before, promises. Good one. Before the Bruce Kimmel yep. obviously. correction. Yep. Before the Bruce Kimmel collection, promises, promises. Mm. Good one. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. Loved it. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's a very con- happy score. Up. It's unlike any cast album, really. The way it sounds, that sound that, yeah. that he has. Oh, it was it, produced by, uh, it's produced like a, uh, a, a pop album. A studio yeah. album, yeah, yeah definitely. Loved it. Yeah. And Backrack famously was like that in the theater. He wanted the sound to always sound be engineer. like a studio, yep. and he would mm-hmm. like, yeah. And can I give you a second one really yeah, quick? Yeah, please. When I, uh, th- this is a true story, when I got my first car, my CD mm-hmm. player was broken, and one day I put in the falsettos, Act Two CD oh. and it never came out <gasps> again. So anytime I drove, all you could play in the CD player. <laughs> so you just uh, seriously, wept everywhere you went. Oh, seriously, I know every single word to falsettos, like oh, like wow. the back of my hand, because I I didn't have enough money to get the CD player fixed. <laughs> Can you imagine getting <laughs> it's in his depressing. car? Depressing. Like oh, the first thing you hear. Opens the passenger door. Look, 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 look. It's a lesbian from next door. It was literally that you would. Right. You would open up the car and be like, "Growing up, I shed my knife and my mother always assumed I led." <laughs> Who believed that we two killed up as lovers? Oh my God! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go on road trips with both of you. Mm-hmm. So, so you're gonna hear <laughs> Goldilocks and falsettos. <laughs> Great. What was yours? What? What, what? Like, what did you listen to growing up? Uh, I would be, I, if I I probably didn't I didn't listen to as much stuff. I would sit at the piano and play. And yeah, I'm counts. not gonna lie to you. I had this Andrew Lloyd Webber double book like set, and I would just play Andrew Lloyd Webber cover to cover. I had not well, discovered Sondheim or Lacusa. Well, Lacusa wasn't there yet, but I had not really discovered anything else. So it was Angela Lloyd Webber really did it for me. Isn't that oh, crazy? really? Yeah, like all and of Sarah it. Brightman. Oh, oh, you love Sarah Brightman. Obsessed with Sarah Brightman when I was a kid. Like that was everything of hers. I I got I collected all of her albums out here. Rob's face right now. You never forget your first metal lock. I, I mean, I had mine. I had her rare albums. I would go when I would yeah, visit my aunt. Uncle in Alaska. Fly two. Oh my yeah. god! I remember all of them. Fly oh, two is a real god. album, guys. What's it called? Fly two. Yeah, that is the weirdest. Fly. One of my favorite the electronic <laughs> song on there is so one. good. Yeah. Which she sings opera uh-huh. as well on top sure. of it. It's I have nuts. her video collection. Oh good, because they're nuts. Yeah. Uh, so Rob's question for Kevin is a, is a nice way to sort of sum this whole yes and up. A hundred years from now, what do you want people to say about? you what do, what do you want people to say about you when they listen to the podcast so we're flying around in yeah. our jets and cars yeah. eating pill form food yeah. what do you want those people to say about behind oh, the curtain oh they loved it the way i did i do now like that 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 we that i somehow provided like the passion that other people that will connect people through time that like we are all the same that we all love it the same way yeah that's and great. that my family will be proud of me. <laughs> I mean, like generations of, yeah. down uh, the line. When you think about it, literally, there could be a grandchild that it listens, and I'm long gone, and like can hear this and hear who we are and what we loved and why we loved it. You know, if you ever think about it, it's kind of crazy. sure. Yeah. 
That's really something I've never actually thought about it like that. You you are leaving uh, a legacy. I would yeah, I would like, give anything to hear my great 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 grandfather's yeah. ideas on whatever you know what they love to do for a living. Yeah, but this will be this will be here forever. I never mm-hmm. realized that until just now. And yeah, so it's like I feel like Mimi Hines right now realizing that that was one of the most touching moments of the, you know the entire. Podcast thing for me at the end of the podcast at the end of the and, and that's very Hun- much how I feel looking forward. But she literally stopped and said to Rob at the very end of the interview on the phone, she's like, "What's a podcast?" And Rob said, "And I said it's it's think of it like a radio show that's going to be here forever and ever, and anyone can listen to it whenever they want." I said, "Even a hundred years from now, someone might turn it on and listen to you and she and hear went, these stories and hear your stories." And she said, "Someone's going to hear my stories hundred years from now." Wow. And then I'm still choked up just thinking about it. And it was so that I was like, bam, that's, that's why we, that's why we, that's it right there in a nutshell. You know, that's the whole, that's the whole part point. And even if we did this and nobody listened, at least you and I got to be in a room with people that we've admired for years and years and years and years. People that were just photographs and names and books and magazines and just, I'm getting choked up and just listen and voices coming out of the stereo we got to meet them and shake their hand and say thank you for all you've given us. Talking about the things that you love to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. That we all love. That everyone listening to this hopefully loves, you know? And that, yeah, we're so lucky. We're lucky. We're really lucky. We're lucky to do what we do. They're kind of lucky. <laughs> so, <laughs> thank you, Robbie. Thank you. First of all, thank you for for creating this really, really wonderful podcast. And congrats on 100 episodes. That's Thank you. Incredible, and thanks to the listeners uh, oh, who guys, thank you who so tune much. in week after week, twice yeah. a week, yeah, twice a week. I take you into the shower with me on Thursdays uh, <laughs> for my favorite things. Love it. You're welcome. Thank Tell you. Tell Sutton that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> um, thanks for listening, and uh, I know that we'll talk again in another two years for for 200 episodes. Oh yes, yes, and we then will. of course for 366. <laughs> yeah, that leap year. <laughs> I ain't told them. I was born on a leap year. <laughs> How would Bob Goulet uh, ride us out? <laughs> You'd have to ask Carol Lawrence about that. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is from a hot new show called The Band's Visit. Oh, yes, yes, please. It's uh, written by David Yakbeck. <laughs> Let me sing one of the uh, opening numbers for everybody. A one. Two. One, two, three. Thank you. And that that's a toe tapper. <laughs> Snatch that one up before Frank could get to it. <laughs> I'm weeping. <laughs> Good day, Mr. Thomas. Good day, Mr. Schneider. Well, it has happened. We finally hit over 100 iTunes reviews, and we'd like to thank each and every person who took the time to do so. Huzzah! Now, (laughs) we want to climb those charts even faster, and that is where you lovely folks who have not yet rated us come in. The process is very simple. On your podcast app, tap the search tab, enter our name behind the curtain, Broadway's Living Legends, tap the search key, tap our beautiful logo, tap the reviews... Tap, write a review, then tap your way into our hearts. <laughs> tap your troubles away. away. That's nice, Rob. Once you are there, you can rate us from one star to five stars. Think of one star as Hervé V... <laughs> Rob, how do you say this name? Hervé Villechel. Oh, dear God. 
I walked right into that one. <laughs> Think of one star as Hervé Viajez and Ima Sumac in Sideshow and five stars as front row seats to the opening night of Gypsy. <laughs> but they keep me. Yeah, they give me for the first time. I thought that was pretty good. We want to get good reviews, Rob. We want to get good reviews. Excuse me, Arthur Lawrence. Excuse me for trying to liven up our commercial ads a little bit. Eight-minute-long commercial. I li- it's an infomercial at you this could- point. <laughs> I'm going to be like that lady that sells you the copper pots. Look at this. You can put 400 pounds of manure in it, and it slides right out. Then you can make an omelet. You got another line, Kevin. Got a, got I'm a, waiting for you to say, plus you can leave your comment. Let oh, us know if you're liking what sorry. guests were like. Plus next. you can leave a comment to let us know what you are liking, <laughs> what you're not liking at this point, mm-hmm. or what guests you'd like to hear next. So head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think of our little show. Speaking of little, I'll tell you a story about Charles Lawton later. Thanks, guys. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.